along with us where the corn is popped and the throwback Thursdays never stop. It's a magical land not far away. All you have to do is just press play. So hop on the couch and close your eyes. Gonna party like it's 99. Join us, watch the movies of our lives with Blockbuster Wives. Welcome to Blockbuster Wives, where your two favorite 90s babies talk about movies from the era of a certain blue and yellow video rental store. I'm your host with the most late fees, Shay Baby. And this is Stacy, not always kind, but always rewinds. And you're listening to Blockbuster Wives Holiday Edition. Why is it the song that she's doing? I was going to go with Jingle Bells, but. Oh, yeah. Doink, doink, doink. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my dog is making the saddest sounds. Why? Oh, okay. Your dad's home. Anthony, can Happy you please days. cut this? Thank you <laughs> Or keep it. It might be adorable. Okay. Well, regardless, yes. Happy holidays, you guys. I think by the time this is released, Christmas will have passed. Yes. Uh, but I still find like all of December into January still like full holiday season for me. Yeah, and a lot of the attractions in town, at least in Vegas, and I'm sure other places, they stick around after Christmas, and it can be kind of fun to go after because it's less crowded, but yeah. it's still in the season. Ooh, you know what I want to do, too? I want to go to Gilcrease Orchard because they do yeah. the um, wagon thingy. Oh, what is it called? Oh, cute. Um, yeah, wagon? Carriage? Yeah, car- I think they do carriages. Wow. And every year they do it, and I want to do it every year, and I just never do. Or it's like a hayride or something. Oh, that could be fun. We should try to do that. We should. Because they also have, like, apple cider. Like, they just have a bunch of cool shit. We should go. Most but anyway. Um, so the movie that we're talking about today, we already talked about it in the last episode. But I believe this was your choice, right? Yes, this was my choice. Um, And I've been meaning to watch this for years. And it's kind of like, kind of a mean running joke in my family because... Abby, my sweet, sweet sister-in-law, mm-hmm. since our first Christmas all together, since she's lived with our family, which was back in 2016, <clears throat> she's been asking me to watch this movie, and I'm like, Haha, no. I'm like... Really? You <laughs> just, you you were against it? It was kind of just like more of a joke, because I was like, it's not really one of our like go-to movies. And she's like, but I love it. And I was like, okay. But like, Beat it. <laughs> but she and I weren't very close at that time. And I was like, you don't get to decide what we watch. You yeah, know, and you then after that. The it, Grammy River. Yeah. And then so after I that, it kind of became just like funny to say, be like, no. And then she's like, but I want. And I was like, I don't care. You had <laughs> but, to be the mean older sister. Listen. That role will be played by Shay Mayo. I had to do it, baby. But anyway, this year, um, I was finally like, you know what? gotta watch it so thanksgiving after all the madness mm-hmm. uh we watched it wow and she was very happy and i was very happy because i loved it so much yeah i will say that i think i first saw this movie in law school like Whoa. i i was never a muppets girly mm-hmm. i didn't watch the show i didn't watch any of the movies i don't know it just wasn't <clears throat> i've never been into puppets of any kind like that's not what a... i heard no <laughs> there was a very intense and weird phase in our popular culture where puppets were like all the rage Mm -hmm. and even then i was like no i i find most puppets to be unsettling and creepy they're pretty disturbing but muppets are very cute they're so i do think they're the pinnacle they're as cute as puppets can get they are they're so cute but this movie really ignited a love for puppets that i didn't have before Mm -hmm. 
And it's not even like I'm like now I'm up at head, but just actually just this movie I'm obsessed with, and it's yeah. become in the regular rotation where I have to watch it. It's and so... I actually watch it multiple times during the holiday season. I was gonna say also Stacy's just a huge Christmas Carol fan. Like you yes. reread it every year, right? I read it every year, and a lot of reviews point this out. But this is probably the most faithful adaptation of a Christmas Carol, which is hilarious because it's that. fucking Muppets. But they lift exact lines. The plot is basically spot on. Where they do make changes, they're like fun and still in the spirit of the story. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I mean, Michael Caine. Michael Caine. I have so many thoughts about that. But maybe I should kick us off with some corporate bullshit. Yeah, let's do some corporate bullshit further. to start off with. Cue the theme. Corporate bullshit. Some bullshit. This week's corporate bullshit is brought to you by Skin Tegrity. Skin Tegrity is a love child of London the SD, who got her start in the spa industry in 2010, starting as a concierge and eventually getting promoted to management. Since becoming licensed in 2015, she's worked at five star resorts on the Las Vegas Strip and now runs her very own studio, Skin Tegrity. London is driven by results and five-star customer experience. We both can personally attest to London's angel hands and true expertise in all things skincare. When I was going to get married and wanted my skin looking right, London designed a treatment package that addressed all my concerns and made me a glowing bride. She has also given me a few facials in my day, and not only is she so focused on your experience while you're with her, but she also asks intentional questions and genuinely wants to understand your overall health and wellness outside of her studio. You can find London on Insta at LondonTheSD or SkinTegrityNow.com. Mention Blockbuster Wives and your first facial will be $105. That's over a 10% savings by mentioning the pod. Plus, you can mention Blockbuster Wives to get a facial for only $50 on Mondays with London's Apprentice Diamond. I've also gotten a facial from Diamond and it was dynamite. Again, the name is SkinTegrity and be sure to mention the pod. Bye! Bye! Okay. A Muppet's Christmas Carol came out December 11th, 1992. So we were wee babies. Perfect. One years old. Perfect. Wow. Literally perfect. No, two years old. No, one years old. One. One year old little babies. Perfect. It is 86 minutes long. Chef's kiss. Gorgina. It's directed by Brian Henson, who of course is the Nepo baby to Jim Henson. But of course. <laughs> he also did Muppet Treasure Island. Which is one of Abby's favorites as well. Okay, I'm sure I'd love it. Me too. And I also love Treasure Island the book. I don't, I never read it. It's really fun. But I do love a pirate situation. You would love it. And it's funny because it's really a book about like how wrong first impressions are. Because mm. you first meet, um, oh my God, Long John Silver. And everyone thinks he's so cool and so funny and so nice. And then it comes to the twist and you're like, <gasps> scoundrel. Oh, no. Um, he also, okay, he also did Bear in the Big Blue House. Do you remember that show? Okay. You know what? I loved that show. Me too. And you know what? We were kind of old for it. We were. But I didn't but care. But I loved it. The music in it was really good. The, the puppet it was, was really so cute. funny. His little, like, eyebrows. He was huge. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how they do all the big... Pu- mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy how they do them. They're so cute. But I remember the... There was a song he would sing to the moon. Every yes. Day. Like, I was just about to bring up the moon song. It was fucking great. I love the moon. And like. he has, like, a little rap friend who's very cute. Oh, the little chef. He has, like, a little yes. chef Yes. It so inspired cute. Ratatouille. You've heard it here first. I don't know if that's true, but I'm going to say it. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure he, yeah, he did. So that's thanks to Brian Henson. He was the puppeteer behind that shit. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. I love that show. 
This movie stars Michael Caine as the best Scrooge we've ever had. I'm sorry, period. He is straight up acting. He's not acting with Muppets. He's fucking acting. Yes. Like, that's... Oh, my God. He kills it. And that's, like, what all the reviewers and, like, all the memes online point out is, like, a lot of actors may have tried to play this off as silly or broken the fourth wall or made comments about, like, hey, why are you guys Muppets? Mm-hmm. Not Michael Caine. Mm-mm. He literally plays it like this is his Oscar performance. Mm-hmm. He's playing it straight. He is faithful to the role. He does not for a second question that half of the people around him are Muppets. Mm-hmm. He just, they're the characters. He's Scrooge. <sighs> bang, bang, boom. So good. He's so good. It also stars Dave Goals or Goels, I'm not sure how you say it, as Gonzo, who is playing Charles Dickens, the omniscient narrator. I love Gonzo. Gonzo's great. He's so cute. And he's talking directly to the camera, which I fucking, you know I love that so much. Mm -hmm. Please see our previous episodes. Uh, Yeah. Then we have Steve Whitmire as both Kermit and Rizzo. Yes. Doing double duty. Damn. I didn't know. All these songs are by Paul Williams, who wrote a lot of pop songs. He wrote songs for The Carpenters and Barbara Streisand. And this movie was actually his first project after going to rehab for a number of years. Because wow. in the 80s, he was like balling out, coke, alcohol, all kinds of drugs. And then he checked himself into rehab in the late 80s. And then when he got out, he was approached to do this. What a king. And since he just got out of that situation, he really identified with Scrooge's redemption story. Mm. And he liked the message of change and yeah. like... Especially since Scrooge is older, you know? It's yeah. not like he's like, I'm 25 and I'm going to make a change for the better. It's like, he's elderly and That's he still really wants to make a change. That's a really, really good point. I never thought about that. The budget was $12 million and it boxed $27 million. Okay. So a modest incline. Mm-hmm. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, the critic score is 77. Average. Kind of not, not Nightmare Before Christmas numbers. No. But the audience score is quite a bit higher at 86. Hell yeah. You know what? I'd say that's pretty average for like a good, yeah. solid movie that With we nostalgia have. nostalgia up in there. Yeah. Ebert gave it three stars. Wow. Which is pretty high. Yeah, that's very high for him. He did say it could have done with a few more songs than it has, and the merrymaking at the end might have been carried on a bit longer just to offset the gloom of most of Scrooge's tour through his lifetime spent in misery. And he did seem to just kind of have a problem with, like, how dark it was. But I didn't think it was that dark. He has a problem with darker movies in general. Yeah. And I didn't think it was, like, so, like, Scrooge is, like, a demon. Like, he's mean. Yeah. But it's also meant to be dark. Yeah. Like, that's the whole point of the movie. So I'm surprised that he's, like, or the story, I should say. I'm surprised that he's so, like, bothered. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like, um, and I didn't think it was that dark. Like, no. It's not as dark as Nightmare Before Christmas, which he loved. Sure isn't. But whatever. Whatever, Ebert. Whatever, Ebert. Um, (laughs) My synopsis is that a greedy landlord gets haunted by three Christmas ghosts who show him the error of his ways. Mm, Simple, (laughs) to the point, perfect. Does it pass the Bechdel test? Yes. Mm -hmm. Very, 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 very slightly. With Miss Piggy and the daughters? Her named daughters. (laughs) <laughs> oh Ooh, they're really God. only made because of a bit but hey it still counts hey, still and she's talking about cooking and getting ready so not about a dude mm-hmm. so wow our our only film this month to pass the Bechdel test is a fucking muppets christmas carol <laughs> what the hell what is going on around here mm-hmm. but it's so good and that's all i had oh one bit of trivia is that there was this song called when love is gone and it was supposed to be in the scene 
where Scrooge's little girlfriend leaves him because he's being annoying and cheap. And so mm-hmm. apparently there was a whole musical number where she sings like, I'm fucking done with you. And I guess Michael Caine gave like such a moving performance that it was very controversial when they cut it out. And so it's still to this day, like people are like, release the footage. And people really like the song. It, it was on the soundtrack, so you can listen to the song. Interesting. But I guess, what's his name? Brian Henson was, like, devastated. <gasps> and it wasn't his choice or something. And he, like, apologized to Michael Caine and all this stuff. But you can tell it was supposed to be there because the last song is called When Love is Found. And it's supposed mm-hmm. to be the bookend to the song they cut out. That's so and odd. Roger Ebert did take offense at that. It's odd that they did that. And it's weird that Roger Ebert knew about it at the time of the review. So it must have been, like widely known or big news or something or maybe like he got insider information maybe yeah i think it makes sense if he did big deal i mean clearly it's a huge deal but Mm. it makes sense that that's what the song is titled at the end and that's like you said a bookend yeah i guess though like the producers or something were like it's too slow for kids they won't sit through it and Mm. i guess brian henson was like that's what they said about um somewhere over the rainbow Mm. and it ended up being the iconic scene so like that's at the level he saw this at but he didn't get his way and it's not in there that's so weird they should release it sometime that would be mm. really cool maybe they will maybe they will why have not? you seen the clamors online to release all the mrs doubtfire footage have you seen this is there a lot that was oh yeah so robin williams improv so much in mrs doubtfire <sighs> oh, that yeah. apparently there's like reels and reels and reels of footage that like has never even been edited oh and everyone's like release them i would die because that whole movie, that's one of our faves, and we're definitely oh, doing that. Oh, yeah. That's one of me and Stacey's faves, so. Absolutely. Stay tuned. But that's that would be incredible. If we do Transformation Month again. Mm-hmm. I don't think we have. A, we didn't make a decision for January yet. So. Stay tuned. <laughs> okay, but yeah, that's all I got for corporate bullshit. You did great, my queen, as Thank always. Thank you. Um, must I say... The name Ebenezer goes so hard. It is a fire name. It's a Ebenezer? fire name. What do you think they call him for short? Neezer? Ebby? I would call him... I'd call him Neezer, probably. Neezer, what's up? What's up, Neezer? That's a good one. Yeah. Knees? The knees. knees the bee's knees? The bee's knees. <laughs> or Ebby. Ebby would be kind of cute. Ebby would be cute. Ebby. Ebby. Hi, Ebby. Scrooge. He's like, shut up. He's like, don't you <laughs> I will end Shut your ass. Um, also, uh, all the different, like, foods, like, all the different, like, veggies and fruits Muppets are, like, the cutest. They are so cute. Fucking, like, also, this movie went by, like, the jokes were like this. Like, they were going so fast. It was hard for me to catch up, especially as my first time watching. I was, like, really taking everything in. And it was so good and so funny. Yeah, the bookkeeper scene, like, near the very beginning, where you're, like, it's, like, laying the foundation that Scrooge sucks. Well, first, we should say it opens up with a whole musical number about how much Scrooge sucks. Mm -hmm. And it's fire. It's so good. It literally starts off, like, when a cold wind blows you, it chills you to the bone. And it's, like, super intense. And you just see, like, his feet walking around and everyone be like, oh, my God, it's Scrooge. It kind of reminds me of, and I don't know which came first or whatever, like, as far as. 
Well, I'm pretty sure. Well, okay. Sweeney Todd. It kind of reminds mm. me of Sweeney Todd vibes because mm-hmm. they, at the beginning of that musical, they have a whole like, like it's basically like a warning to the audience about oh. how shitty Sweeney Todd Ooh. is and how scary he is. And the whole yes. town is like, Ooh, it reminded me a lot of that. Very similar. I was like, interesting. And they go, here comes Mr. Humbug. Here comes Mr. Scrooge. Yeah. And in that one, it's like, uh, beware of Sweeney Todd. Like it's a very similar vibe. Mm, interesting. So, anyway. Reminds me of that, darling. Um, also, I wrote Inception puppets, but I don't know what. Oh, it's because a, a Muppet had Muppets on its hand. Uh, or like had so puppets funny. on its hand. And I was like, Inception. Oh, but going back to the bookkeepers. Oh, yeah, so sorry. after the beginning song of like Scrooge sucks, you see him uh, in his office and he's being like so mean to his clerks, which are a bunch of rats. Yeah. And they're so cute. They're like, we're freezing our assets off. <laughs> yeah. They're asking for more coal. And he freaks out, and he's like, maybe you'll find coal at the unemployment line. And they go, heat wave. And they're like <laughs> they're in like little like, tiki like skirts, and they're like, island in the sun. It's so good. I wrote a note about that, because I was like, this is the fu-. It's He's like, unemployed. And they're like, tiki. Like, <laughs> yes. so fucking they're funny. They're so adorable. And you can see, like, this man's a tyrant, and his workers are scared of him. Yeah, he's a fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. Supreme. And he makes his feelings about Christmas clear. He hates it. His nephew comes by and tries to be like, Merry Christmas, uncle. And he's like, fuck you. You should be killed and buried with holly and mm-hmm. it's like whoa he's like okay well i was gonna invite you to my dinner <laughs> but uh talk to you later guess not i know why did i re- standing in the brooms to sweep what was i talking about there see i wrote a bunch of notes like as i'm watching it because it, it went so fast yeah and you're like i'll remember this and then later on you're like Ur-ur. yeah i wrote standing in the brooms to sweep omfg what is i that? think the rats maybe are like part of the brooms or oh, something i remember they were standing on the brooms and mm. they, they were like tied yeah. to their little yeah, feet like, and they were sweeping so okay. cute dude that whole scene was so cute yeah what they're able to do with puppets is pretty fantastic it's very easy to forget that you're watching actual puppets that are being controlled by human beings yeah you, i mean it's seamless especially the scenes where like the muppets are like walking like it shows yeah. their feet like walking there's a scene with like kermit where he's like walking and he's holding something or something and i was just like that must be nuts to figure i don't know how the fuck they did right. that and this is before cgi and shit like mm-hmm. all practical effects all real sets wild and i was watching the i was watching uh like i said on thanksgiving and someone that i was with was like dude look at uh look at gonzo and then look at this picture and he showed me a picture of will i am and i was like (gasps) like they have like a similar vibe i think it's the eyes but i was like oh my god you're right interesting good to know do that at home ladies and germs i know i was like holy shit um but really clever really funny there was literally a joke a second it was really hard to like write notes and like watch at the same Mm -hmm. time so i really didn't write too too many because i was just so enthralled like i really really loved it i loved it way more than i thought i was going to yeah and i love the device of using gonzo is playing charles dickens he's the narrator and like rizzo keeps being like oh my god you really do know everything because gonzo keeps like predicting things and telling what's gonna happen Mm -hmm. rizzo's like this is so cool rizzo's so cute dude Mm. dad yeah, I really, like, you guys, I know I already mentioned it, but I love when characters are speaking directly to an audience, and I think the element of the story being told where no one's looking at the camera, but then, of course, the narrator is like, and then there was mm-hmm. trouble. Like, I fucking, I live for that, so I really love that element as well. Do you think this will go into your yearly rotation now? I think so. 
I think so because I do love the story of A Christmas Carol, and this is probably the best adaptation I've seen. I think so. Yeah. It's really quite remarkable. I also do love that apparently at Christmas time, it used to be a thing to tell ghost stories. Yeah. I'm like, when did that stop? And maybe there is a stronger link between Halloween and Christmas Mm. that we've forgotten. Because what's the holiday song? Um... Most wonderful time of the year. There's mm-hmm. a line where they're like, We'll tell scary ghost stories and tales of the glory of Christmases long, long ago. And like, right. So they used to tell ghost stories? And then Muppet Christmas Carol, obviously, it's like a big-ass ghost story. You know what? Maybe it's because like Christmas or like the holidays, but specifically Christmas for some reason, does like remind you of our mortality. For whatever reason. Well, and if we're being literal, I mean, it was like Christ being born who famously died for our sins. Very uh, gnarly story when you get down to it. Very gnarly. In a a nice way, you know? And then he comes back to life like a ghost. Yeah. That's true. But doesn't that all happen towards like Easter time? Yes, the resurrection. He's like born. Yeah, why don't we tell ghost stories around Easter? That's I'm like, it makes more sense to do that around Easter, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. Yeah. I think people just used to be more goth. I don't know. I, I really so, like, don't know. It's, it's colder. It's dark. It gets darker mm. faster. I don't know. And yeah. also, like, at that time, there would be a lot of fires that would be drawn. So maybe that is part, like, just fire makes us tell mm-hmm. stories together to entertain. I don't know. It's really interesting. And I and it I is. think we should get back to it, to be yeah. honest. More Christmas ghost stories, please. I have many a ghost story. You oh, know really? Well, you know that. Yeah. Yes. Oh, You're yes. You sing at the I cabin, too. Ha ha. Huh? You staying at the cabin, too. Oh, yeah. That was scary. Guys, mm-hmm. I had a spooky, spooky encounter at the Mount Charleston Lodge. And then it burned to the ground mysteriously. Like, very shortly after I that. still don't think they, like, have definitively said what the problem was or, like, what started the fire. Mm-mm. That place is haunted. That's fucking scary. Mm-hmm. Like, actually legitimately terrifying. Yeah, it was really scary. Was it around this time? I don't think so. It was cold. And I'll just tell the story very quickly. It basically mm-hmm. has two parts. You know you know what? It was Valentine's Day. So right. it was cold and snowy, but it wasn't Christmas. Right, right, right. But we were, me and my husband were doing a romantic getaway at the Mount Charleston Lodge. And we go there and we're having a nice time. And we go to bed. Everything seems fine. But then my husband wakes up in the middle of the night, like freaking out, heart racing. Like didn't have a nightmare. Just woke up feeling like something is really wrong. Super anxious. And I was like, oh my God, that's not good. But I thought maybe it is just a nightmare and he didn't remember it or something. (laughs) So like he calms down. He goes to bed. I go to bed. And then I wake up and I hear the sink on. And so I'm like, oh, Brent must be up. And then I look over, and Brent is laying in bed. And then as the wheels are turning, and I'm putting together the pieces, being like, if Brent's in bed, who's in the bed? The sink turns off. And I was just like, well, I'm just going to pretend that didn't happen. Ignore it. And go back to bed, because I am tired. So I go back to bed. Brent says he has, like, weird, weird dreams. Not even nightmares, just, like, weird. Like, something's in the room. Like, creepy shit. And so... In the morning before he wakes up, because I get up before he does, I just do a simple Google search. Mount Charleston Lodge haunted. And sure enough, there's all these reports of spooky shit happening. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, God damn it. So then he wakes up and I tell him like, okay, we got to get out of here because I just Skedaddle. did some Google research and this place is haunted. Mm-hmm. And so we go out and I was like, well, it's pretty early. I don't want to waste our whole day up here. And so we check in with the rangers to see what a nice, easy-to-get-to scenic overlook would be. And I was like, we'll go up there, we'll check it out, we'll go back. 
But as we're going up there, it's starting to get really, really cloudy. It's starting to snow. So we get to the overpass and we really like can't see much. So we're like, we're really not out there for very long. It's been snowing maybe five minutes, maybe. And yeah. so I'm like, oh, this is a bus. Let's get back in the car. So I'm getting in the driver's seat and Brendan's getting in the passenger seat. The way the car is arranged is like I'm looking over the overpass, like the scenic overlook, and Brent is looking at the road. And I hear a siren going around, but I'm not paying too much attention to it. And it's going around this curve, and I hear Brent say, oh, my God, that fire truck just flipped over. And I'm like, what? And I turn around, and I can't see anything, but it's on a curve. Oh, God. And so when he said that, I was like, it flipped over the curve, and they're all dead. Because we're on, like, on a fucking mountain face. So I'm like, what? And then he goes, it's still there. And he starts running over to help them. God bless his soul. Aww. And I realize that they are, they are so lucky because it essentially spun on a dime, on like a 180 degree turn, a fire truck. And instead of going over the edge, it fell into the mountain. Oh my God. Which is I like, for, I a always freak, forget this part. It's like a freak thing. They're <sighs> so lucky that it didn't just flip over the, like the back wheels might've honestly careened mm-hmm. over the edge. Mm-hmm. Probably did. Crazy. Probably did. That is so fucking scary. And so Brent's like running over there. He later tells me that the driver is like really pissed off, but seems to be okay. And he's yelling at everybody like, back up, back up. It might explode. And Brent's oh, yeah, because like, they have oh, so much God. shit in there. And oh. then I, me and this other lady are realizing that cars are like careening down this curb and they don't know the fire truck just beyond the curb is there. So uh. we're like trying to tell people to slow down. A lot of people are like flipping us off. Fuck and we're off. like, okay, well, you'll see soon enough. Yeah, have fucking and I was like, fun. People are going to careen off the edge. Like, it was a fucking disaster. I always forget about that part of the story. And so then soon mean, after that, after the fire truck flips over, it burns. What burned? Like, the, the lodge. Yes. So, yeah, this is probably like a year after this. That's so yeah. weird yeah. and crazy. So, we made sure everyone's okay, and we're like, we got to get the fuck off this mountain. So, I was like, do 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 that's so scary. I don't love going to Mount Charleston because, and honestly, let's be real, real, it's probably all indigenous land that we stole in a horrific way. So I get it. I'm but, sure. Uh, I'm just like, I don't like being there. No. I mean, I like going there for like, because um, you know, the smell up there is so nice and it's so cold and it really is like one of the only places super near Vegas that like regularly snows. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never stayed there over night except for when i was a kid and we like went camping or whatever but well and then we went back for your birthday and had more spooky experiences yes <laughs> that was my very witchy 30th birthday situation that we um basically i just really wanted like um yeah i just wanted to do some rituals and have all my best baddies with me and um i took them to this spot that i've been before and we brought like 30 candles and I brought this like punch that I made and we just laid out a bunch of like protective stuff like I put black salt all around us to protect us and like it was just really cool and we were (laughs) at midnight in the mountains like in the pure dark except for candlelight we were all like dressed like very witchy and like we were talking about like what we wanted for this upcoming year and I was like lighting each candle like it was very cool it was a really cool moment and then we heard this massive noise behind us that sounded like something had been like running down the like how do I even explain it like running down a hill yeah it sounded to me like maybe just hooves yeah 
But it was very scary at the time. It could have been hooves. It could have been a person. Like, mm-hmm. you don't know. We don't know. And um, so my instinct was to get everyone behind me, and then I emptied a punch bowl to use as a weapon for some reason. <laughs> and uh, I was like, everybody move. And so we, like, gathered all the shit that we possibly could, and we just sang songs as we were leaving the forest to make sure that, like... Making a lot of noise. Making a lot of noise. Animals, like, don't fuck with us. And then we did some more ritualistic things, like, right next to the car in the park. (laughs) (laughs) Make an easy getaway. And we also did, like, a really cool photo shoot, but, like, some of the pictures are so fucking funny because we had, like, the angle below us and we all look like we're 20 feet tall. You know (laughs) what picture I'm talking about? Slenderman. Yeah, we look like all Slendermans and it's, like, horrible lighting like it looks on Blair Witch type shit it's so funny um but a ghost story that I was gonna tell Mm. was um it was when we were living my family was living in a house this is only like a handful or so well at this point it was probably 10 years ago we were living in the smaller house everyone was asleep I was downstairs it was the middle of the night and it was near Christmas and most of our decorations were out, but there was still, like, a box that we hadn't opened yet that was still in the garage that had more, like, fragile stuff. And mm-hmm. I can't remember why we didn't take it out, but anyways, it was still in the garage. And I'm in the middle of watching a movie. Again, it's, like, middle of the night. And I keep hearing this noise, and I, like, pause the movie, and it, I won't hear anything. And then I press play on the, mo- the movie I'm watching, and then I hear the noise. And I'm like, is this just part mm, of the Like, right. what is like, happening? Like, a weird soundtrack note that I'm not getting. Yeah, and I was like, ooh, maybe it's like the bros have their, like, phones on or something upstairs. So I, like, pause the movie, and I'm, like, listening. And I'm sorry, how old were you? Ten years ago? I would have. So, like, 20-ish? Yeah, I was, like, 22. Okay. And so I'm, like, trying to listen upstairs to see if, it like, it's their phones or something. And I was just like, it's not. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? So then... At a certain point, like, the noise was getting louder and louder, and it sounded like music. And I was like, did someone, like, leave their phone in the garage or some shit? And again, it's, like, 3 a.m. So I'm like, So I walk out into the garage, and I hear the music. And I'm like, where is this coming? And it was, like, eerie, you know? And I was like, what the fuck is this? And inside a Tupperware box that was on a shelf that we hadn't touched in a year, a music box that you have to like Ooh. wind up to play, uh-uh. was going off. Nope. I ran inside, started bawling. I called my big brother, Baron, who had his own house at that time. Still does, obviously, but like at the time. And he stayed on the phone with me until I fell asleep when he had work in the morning. That's really sweet. But I was like bawling. And he just knows because he's grown up with me. He knows that creepy shit like this happens to me all the fucking time. Mm -hmm. And he's been there for it for some of it. So he gets it. But like I was horrified and I didn't even want to touch. Like I'm sure it's harmless, but it's not. It's, it's scary. Not, it caused harm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did not, I didn't sleep for hours. Like I was mortified. Like I was so upset, but, um, scary. Like Very shit like scary. that happens to me a lot and it's not, it's unsettling, you know? So if you have a good ghost story that you want mm. us to share for the holidays, mm-hmm. please send them our way and we will like carve out a little time mm-hmm. to talk about it. Please, yeah. If you send us the story, we'll talk about it on the pod. Mm-hmm, we I just swallowed a whole thing of rosemary. I'm sorry. Oh, yummy. By accident. It's like stuck <laughs> in my throat. Oh, that's not yummy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. 
Shay made us amazing rosemary and pear cocktails, by the way. So good. Thank you. They're left over from Thanksgiving. Got to make batch cocktails for big holidays. And just so you know, we're recording this before it comes out. She didn't keep it for a month. Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) I might. uh, That might be something that I would have done at a certain point. Yeah, just full disclosure, the magic of podcasting. We're recording these ahead of time so we can fully enjoy our holidays. That's right. Stacy's idea. I think it's brilliant. I'm glad we do it this way. But... Anyways, yeah, ghost stories used to be a thing that everybody would do on Christmas, and I think we should bring it back. And you know what? We just did. Guess what? Mm -hmm. Boom. Keep it going. I love when, so, uh, Scrooge meets the first ghosty ghost, ghost of Christmas past. Well, trick question, because the first ghost is actually Marley and Marley. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. And they are fucking great. Dude, they're so good. Which, by the way, should we rank the songs before we go on? Oh, okay, so now, since you sent them to me... I can't. Okay. I can't rank them because I've only seen it the one time and I wasn't True. paying attention. But I would love for you to okay. rank since it's, this is your movie. I'll break it on down. Okay, my number one is It Feels Like Christmas. Mm. It's a song I get stuck in my head. It's the song that the Ghost of Christmas Present does, the big redhead guy. And he's just a cool character because as he's leading Scrooge through the Christmas day, he's getting older as the day gets longer. And so he starts off like really young. And then by the end, he's got like silver hair, but he's he's jolly till the last. And he's like a giant dude. He's hella cool. Abby said that that's me. Really? She was like trying it. She was like, okay, this is Hazen. This is great. And she Wait, was like, oh my God. Who did she say Hazen was? She said Hazen what? Cause she said she was the girl. She said Hazen was animal. Oh, I'm and she was drunk. like, and I, she's the girl that always has her eyes closed, but she has like the long eyelashes. I can't remember mm. her name, but it's like regular, like Muppet characters. Okay. I don't know the Muppets that well. Okay. So she's like this really cute, like we, and she has like long eyelashes, but she also was like, I'm also Miss Piggy. So like, oh, she was like okay. a combination platter uh-huh. of people, but she said that I am for sure Christmas present, oh, which I was like, that's lovely. so nice. But it's a great song on how, what I think the true meaning of Christmas is. Mm-hmm. It's about love and being together and mm, generosity, all that good shit. Hell yeah. And it gets stuck in my head a lot. And Michael Caine kind of breaks in a little bit and sings along with him, which is really cute because he's not like a singer and they don't try to make him be like, it feels like Christmas. Like he's, yeah, he's not just, doing that. He's just like, it feels like Christmas. Like yeah, he's going along. Imperfect voice. And it's, yes. Which we should <laughs> just knock myself in the face of the microphone. I was so excited. Which we love. We love an imperfect, like we talked about it last episode, but Sally's song. Like, yeah, it's nice imperfect it's not voice. perfect or like classically trained. Like Kurt Cobain. Not classically trained perfect voice in my opinion mm-hmm. killing it, it he kills it yeah exactly number two is the scrooge song at the beginning it's so good oh, it's so good yeah it's so complex and varied like i love that there's this little interlude where these little church ladies are like he must be good deep down and they're like nah like it's nah. so good i love it and it's very like layered too which yes, i like a lot and it does a lot in a short amount of time yeah number three would be marley and marley Ooh. <laughs> They're so cute, too. Yeah, so that is a big departure from the book, I'd say, because in the book, it's just the one. Marley, his old business partner. Right. And in this one, they were, like, the original owners of the company. But I really like that there's two. And it's, like, they kind of know they're assholes, and they can't help themselves. Yeah. Like, they're, like, laughing about evicting the orphanage. And they're, like, they're frozen teddy bears. And they're, like... I know. Yikes. It's bad. Mm-hmm. But I like, I mean, it's the hecklers, if you guys know any of the Muppet characters. Yeah, like, and the opera, classic. right? Like, oh, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. They're like two old men. And they're, yeah. yeah. They're amazing as they're Marley and Marley. And they're the ones who tell Scrooge, like, yo, you about to be visited by three more ghosts. 
So get ready. If they're like, you don't want to be like us. They're all like chained mm-hmm. up and look scary and shit. Yeah, and in the book it's cool because Marley shows up in his chains and as in Muppets musical, he says, you know, each chain was forged in life. Every time I was greedy, cold hearted, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Like I forged this chain without knowing you wear your own chain, bro. So watch out. Damn. And in the book, he goes out and like looks out his window and he sees all these spirits with chains. It's like very creepy. Oh, that's scary. And they're like, you know, they're trying to get inside and no one will let them inside. And oh, damn. It's really cool. I've never read it. So it's I really good. And it's not that long. It's like a novella. Okay. That'd be cool to read for sure. Okay. My fourth song is Thankful Heart, which Scrooge sings at the very end. Mm-hmm. And I love you as a line where he goes, I forget exactly how it goes. But he's saying that everyone will be nephew and niece to me. Oh, a nephew and niece to it's me. It's so cute. And he and has a, and a promise to share the wealth. And that's like, when he, I'm like, yes. Also, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's when he's like surrounded by everyone at the table. Yes. Right? And he's like okay. writing everything. And he's like, he's going to get the goose. And he's like giving money to people. And he's like giving the charity. And he's like all this marching his way to Tiny Tim's house. Because he's going to play a little prank on okay, the that, Oh, Yeah. Where he's going to pretend to be an asshole and then really give a whole Christmas feast to the family he's and so raise sweet. his salary. So cute. He's so cute at the end. My fifth one is One More Sleep Till Christmas. That one is so good. It's, it's All of cute. these are so fucking good. I don't love Kermit's voice. Me neither. Honest, which is why it's second to last. No, third to last. Because there's only seven songs. Damn. That's why Ebert was like, we need <laughs> oh, more bless me. you. Oh my god, I'm not going to sneeze a second time. It's amazing. Wow. But yeah, I agree. They could have had one. It was supposed to have that one last song. Mm-hmm. Okay, my sixth song is When Love Is Found, which is the end song where they're around the table. That's actually That's the one at okay. the table. Got it. But it does lose some of its resonance without the other one. Mm-hmm. And then my last one is the Bless Us All song that Kermit sings <laughs> on present Christmas Day. I was like, mm. I love seeing the little Kermits. They are so cute and a little big. Oh, they're so adorable. They're adorable. They're so cute. And then I love uh, Miss Miss Piggy is like eating the chestnuts and her daughter's like, this is the Beck Delcy, by the way. I was like, what are you doing, mother? And she's like, I'm just testing the chestnuts. It's a chef's thing. (laughs) One day you'll understand, Belinda. I'm like, exactly. Yeah, it's like she gets it. You're making the food. You get to do the taste test. Period. That's like the best part about cooking, baby. So yeah, that's my breakdown. Hey, I love your breakdown, and I agree with a lot. I mean, like, all of those songs are fucking lit, and I think we could have done with one more song. I would have loved to mm-hmm. see a song from her perspective, because the scene doesn't really go on that long before she's like, bye. Yeah. Like, and it makes like, sense it should have been the longer scene, you know? Yeah, and it was. Yeah. And yet? Why did they do that? They that's cut so her weird. out. Any words. So what's your, what's your favorite ghost? Definitely present. He's a G. The creepy one was future. Or no, not future. Past. Past. Yeah, that and also that is very trippy in the book. And I it's interesting to see how all the adaptations try to adapt it. Because in the book it's described as like every range of movement in every person in the history of the world flickering in and out of like vision. So it's never one single person. Uh, And the ghost has like a giant light beam coming out of its head. And when it puts on its cap, it, like, pauses and, like, will take a form. And then when it takes its cap off, it's, it's like, like whoa, crazy whoa, whoa. light. And it's like, whoa, whoa. Oh, okay. So it's, like, very hard to portray. Yeah. So I think that's why they made it, like, wispy yeah. and, and, like, really bright. 
Yeah, they it made does it. look creepy as hell. It's really creepy. It's I want to say what boys. it looks like in my mind, but I'm not going to say it out loud. It's very... It, it's eerie. It's just mm-hmm. really eerie. It's really creepy. I'm saying. I'm so curious. I don't want to say it. It almost looks like an unborn child. Oh, like, uh, I could y- do that. You know what I mean? Like, just like, I best, that's the best way of putting it. Like, it just mm-hmm. looks really, like, unfinished. Embryo-ish. Yeah, like, <laughs> creepy. Like, almost a face. Like, there's a face, but it doesn't look like a human. Yeah, it's not normal. And it, yeah, like, it looks like a mutant of some. Yeah, and it doesn't look like a puppet. And I tried to research. I was like, is this a puppet? And I couldn't really find answers. Yeah. But it's, 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 it is creepy as hell. Very creepy. Creepy as fuck. It does feel like a ghost. For Whereas sure. the ghost of Christmas present doesn't really feel like a ghost. Yeah. And the ghost of pr- Christmas future is like Grim Reaper, essentially. Mm-hmm. Dementor. Pretty straightforward. Yep. But at present is definitely my favorite. What about yours? Same. Yeah. He's just so... He's, he's like uh, Hagrid. I do give Marley and Marley a close runner-up, because they mm-hmm. are great. Oh, they're funny. They're really funny, and they're very self-aware. They're just like... Yeah. They're like, listen, bruh. We're shitty. Look, this mm-hmm. is what's going to happen to you. Ha, ha, ha. You better write your ways. Exactly. Um, but, yeah. Present reminds me of Santa Claus. Like, it's yeah. almost how Santa Claus is supposed mm-hmm. to be, you know? Oh, and in the... I think they kind of do this for, like, a second in the movie, but in the book, he has this, like, staff... Ooh. And when he puts it over things, like things get merrier and jollier, and so he's like out in the town center, like woo, like Aww. whipping that thing around. And Scrooge is like, wow. So it is kind of like Santa, because doesn't Santa have one of those too? Does he? And like a lot of things that depict him, he has like a staff. Oh, like in maybe like the, the old timey, like him as Saint Nick, like mm-hmm. it shows him a, with a staff, like Ooh. with like a little sack, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe he's like whipping and flipping that shit. Yeah. With the flick of the wrist looking ass. I love the portrayal of the Fuzzywood Christmas party. I was like, I want to go to this Christmas party. It's yes. like Scrooge's boss. That's He's where they the have the band. band. And the food and everyone's dancing. Yeah. And Fuzzywood's like, this is a time for merriment. It's so cute. It's so adorable. Like the live music and they're all like having fun. It's so, so cute. And it did make me yearn for your family's Christmas party, chiefly because of the seafood chowder. Which, by the way, we're doing again this year. Yay! Nova Scotia Christmas. <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> we talked about it extensively Ugh. because Good. I was just like, dude. People have been asking about be this party. Okay, so you guys, so I'm from Halifax, Nova Scotia, represent H-Town. H-Town? H-Town? <laughs> but uh, it's my H-Town, okay? Not not Texas, not but, but East Coast, baby. And um, we just miss it so much. And a couple years ago, before the pandemic, we had, I was like, we should do it. We shouldn't just do a Christmas party, because we had a Christmas party every year, and they were always lit and really fun. But I was like, we should do like a Nova Scotia Christmas and bring Nova Scotia to Vegas and we should have all like Nova Scotian food and music and drinks and like our Nova Scotia tartan and it'll just be like so much fun. And we did and it was so fun. It was a blast. It was was a fucking blast. The food was bomb. The, The drinks were really cool. Like and people have been talking about it. I'm not kidding. For years. And people were like, so are you doing another party? Like. So I said we need to do another one this year, you guys. And so we are. Yay! At, at Brother's House again? Nope. At our house. Okay. All right. So should How be exciting. Should be lit. I'm um, there. At this I point. the seafood chowder. At this point, it'll probably already have happened. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> Time machine. So wow. next episode, we'll, we'll inform y'all if it actually did go down or not. <laughs> <laughs> I, think it, I think it will, though, because we all agreed to it. So. Nice. Be fun. Is it a blood pact? 
Yeah. Of yeah. course. My Hell fucking yeah. dream. Under the moon. <laughs> like, no, none of you bitches can go back on it. <sighs> um, Young Scrooge is fine. Fine as and fuck. And looks like Michael Caine. I he, think they they dude, fucking nailed it. Dude, he looks exactly like him. It was amazing. Exactly. I've never seen a more... I'm like, they must be related. Maybe That's they crazy. are, yeah. Because it's pretty Even striking. Eyes, their face, like Nose? everything. I was mm-hmm. like, damn, they fucking killed it. Um, I also love that Scrooge was like, can I meet them all at once and get it over with? Talking <laughs> yeah. about the ghosts. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> He's efficient, you know? He is. Oh, and then there's another line. Like, there were so many lines that I wanted to write here, but I only wrote a few. Another one was, um, I can't remember who said it, but someone was like, it is the American way. Oh, it's the eagle guy. Sam the eagle, which Sam is perfect because he is like the American eagle. Yeah, so he's like, it is the American way. And then Gonzo comes in and whispers in his ear and like leaves. And then he's like, it is the British way. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that shit was so fucking mm, funny. You must be a man of business. Prisoners. I think he's so cute. <laughs> he the col- his color and everything, he looks adorable. And then I do like that Michael Caine at the end is, is like, a life can be made right. I wrote that down. A life can be made right. Like, what a great, powerful line and message. It's so simple. Mm -hmm. Doesn't need a whole lot, but we all know what that means. Like, Mm -hmm. give people a chance. And he is kind of, like, dumb on the uptake. Like, when the ghost of Christmas future visits him, it's like, bruh, everything you saw in the past was about you. Everything you saw in the present was basically about you. I know. And the ghost of Christmas future comes and is like, someone just died. He's like, who is it? Uh, I don't, who do you please tell me who it is? Like, who and it's like crotchety? very Matt. clearly him. And then at the end, he's like, me? Especially and like, like the yes, curtains. idiot. Yeah, like them like being like, how much do I get for this? And it's like his curtains or whatever. And yes. he's just, and later on, he's just like, who could it be? I'm like, you don't like, recognize your own so shit? stupid. Or he's in just full denial. The saddest part for me was when he, like, went to see, um, and it was, like, I think it was the Ghost of Christmas present, but it was when he went to go see his family, like, his mm-hmm. nephew and whatever. Oh, his nephew's roasting him. Oh, and he's just like, who is the ugliest, meanest, blah, blah, blah. And everyone's like, oh, who is it, you know? And then <laughs> yeah. someone's like, Scrooge! And he's like, yeah, ha, ha. And they're all laughing, and he just looks devastated. Yeah, it's really sad. I was like, friend is... I wrote, friend is kind of mean. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? If he was that big of a dick, True. I would be mean, True. too. Yeah, he deserves it. I'd be like, fuck you, dog. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, a life can be made right. Oh, yeah. and a, a, a scene that I always think about for <laughs> the ghost of Christmas future yeah. is when they're talking, there's like a group of people talking about the funeral of the unknown dead person who everyone else knows is Scrooge. Oh, no. And he's like, when's the funeral? And then someone goes, I wouldn't mind going if lunch is provided. Oh, yeah. And they all start oh, laughing. <laughs> and I always think that for like, I'm a lawyer, so there's a lot of shit I have to go to that I don't want to go to. A lot of shit. And I always don't want to answer, I wouldn't mind going if lunch is provided. If lunch is provided. (laughs) That's amazing. And that's the only way I'll go anywhere, basically. Mm -hmm. So... And then you see the Tiny Tim death scene, which is, like, so sad. Like, the family's, like, coping with the loss of their little boy. And it's brutal. They're looking over at the chair. Yes. And his little cane and his little hat is hand. I'm like, and then it's amazing because when, you know, Scrooge wakes up and he realizes he still has time to make his life right. Yeah. Uh, Gonzo goes, and Tiny Tim, who did not die. I like, though, when the ghost of uh, Christmas future shows up, Gonzo was like, 
So this is scary, and we're not going to be here for this part. So we'll see you at the finale. And I'm yes, like, it's so what? Good. It's so good. <laughs> it's really cute. And then he's like, I told you I was going to come back. It's mm. just so good. It's so cute. It is so cute. Very well done. Like completely so well done. They and really screwed nailed blow it. up. Yeah, it's just adorable. I know um, Ebert wished it was longer. I disagree. I think that was fine. Yeah, it's very clear he's made right, mm-hmm. and he's having a nice time. And yeah, I like that it's an older person. Yeah, so and I think. Like- um, I think it was just, like, it's a shorter story, like you said, and I think they nailed it. And they even, they added some stuff, too, like mm-hmm. you said, right? That wasn't necessarily in the book. But they embellished as much as they could, you know? Mm-hmm. They did a great job. And all very true to the spirit. Yeah. And I just love this portrayal of Christmas, too. It's like, it's not even Santa. It's mm-hmm. not Christ. It's just, like, love and togetherness and generosity. Yeah. And making your life uh, valuable to others. Exactly. By being kind and generous. Yes. And distributing the wealth. Yes. And landlords are evil and have to work hard to not be so. Exactly. How about be better? All right. Yeah. <laughs> That's the message. That's a true message. Cheers. Cheers to that, baby. Cheers to that, baby. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for you. And ah. his punch. And we're grateful for you. We're so joyful to have so you grateful. in our circles. But now... Are we ready for some trivia? Put me in the game, coach. I got you. I got you. Here we go. You already mentioned this part, which I was okay. like, damn. Of course she mentioned this right at the very beginning. When the bookkeepers are freezing, what do they say is frozen? Their assets. Amazing. <laughs> um, oh, my God. I'm sorry. I went to Google, which Muppet Christmas Carol are you? Yeah. In the first, I said, which Muppets? Which Muppets are Jewish? An unofficial guide. I'm like, what? Interesting. <laughs> Do they ever say that they are? I don't know. I hope it's not anti-Semitic, but I fear the worst. Uh, Which Muppet Christmas Carol? That is fucking weird. <laughs> I know. I'm what? like, what? Anyway. Okay. Sorry, go on. No, it's okay. <laughs> Second question. What was Scrooge's girlfriend's name? Oh, oh my God. I, I don't remember. I think I only like saying it once. Think... Beauty and the Beast. Bell. Nice, yes. Yes. Uh, what Muppet character played Bob Cratchit? Kermit. Yeah. Which of the three spirits who visited Scrooge was a giant with a long beard? Christmas present. I love when he goes, because uh, the Christmas present, he can't remember anything because he's living in the present. Yeah. And uh, Scrooge goes, you're a little absent-minded spirit. And he goes, I'm a large absent-minded <laughs> spirit. And I'm like, that jokes. I'm like, hey. You got jokes, bars, mm-hmm. baby. According to the song, what are Marley and Marley? Like it's two words. Bankers? Marley and Marley. Uh, they say a lot of things. Maybe that was a bad question. Avarice and greed. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I could have worded that better. According to Charles Dickens, Scrooge is as solitary as a what? Oyster, nice. which I don't really get, but I guess they are fucking not fucking with nobody. I guess it's because like clam, and there's just yeah. one oyster. Or I wonder if they're only found solitary in nature, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Well, I didn't know. Me neither. But anyway, nailed it. Thanks. I got. I mean, I didn't nail it. You nailed it. Questions wrong. Nailed every question. But are you ready for the Witch Muppet Christmas Carol? Oh my god, Carol character. Are you? I'm very excited. This is like odd. It's user created, but it's also on the official Disney fan club page. So I think oh. it's like somewhat sanctioned by Disney. Interesting. Anyway, Any good whizzle? first question. What's yes. your favorite holiday feast? 
a simple dinner with family, an elaborate buffet fit for a crowd, definitely not wax apples, <laughs> which is a joke about Rizzo biting <laughs> into one. Anything I never turned down eats, bonus points for jelly beans. Amazing. The meal I made with lots of love, or an ever so jolly spread of Yuletide favorites. Damn, these are all bangers. And I'm like, yummy. <laughs> but I'm a huge cook. I love cooking, especially for like big events. So I'd probably say like um, the meal I cooked or whatever. The meal I made with lots of love. Yes. Cute. Although Favorite buffet Christmas sounds dank carol. too. Hmm? Although buffet sounds dank too. I mean, whew. Yum. Yeah. Favorite Christmas carol. I heard the bells on Christmas Day, deck the halls, up on the housetop, the 12 days of Christmas, holly and ivy, or jolly old St. Nicholas. 12 days of Christmas. Yeah, we are just talking about that. Oh, it's always a banger. Favorite holiday decoration. A simple tree, a room festooned with rubber chickens, of course, bells, even if they march relentlessly, nothing to do with fire, paper rings made by my children, or wreaths, candles, ribbons, ornaments. I love it all. I love it all. Hell yeah. I would go with mistletoe, but that wasn't an option. Mistletoe. now, Papa. up and kiss it. Anyways, listen to the Grinch episode if you don't know what that's from. Yeah, please do. What do you hope to find under the tree this year? I don't need much. Just time with those closest to me. Concert tickets for my favorite band. <laughs> a certificate for circus classes. <laughs> a membership to a pastry of the month club. A vacation with family to an all-inclusive resort. Or a donation made in my name to a wonderful charity. Cute. They really put these feel-good ones in to make you feel like a fucking asshole. Well, I'm going to be an asshole because, like, that's boring. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, of course I want to donate to charity. But if I'm going to, I would probably say, like, time with my friends and family. I really don't give a shit about All right. In general, what's your favorite thing about the holiday season? Spending time with family? Parties, all the fun, all the food, seeing the delight in your child's eyes, or everything. Everything. Everything in the I land. love Christmas. You are the ghost of Christmas present. You're lying. No. Oh my God. You've got a super friendly face, an outsized personality, and are positively replete with Christmas spirit. So, you're usually the first person noticed at the party, even if there's a chance you can only be seen by one person in particular. <laughs> you're also as helpful as can be, giving advice when warranted to those in need. So that sweet. Is so cute. Oh my god, I love it. Uh, we love it. Can't wait to hear yours, my queen. <laughs> okay, here we go. Favorite holiday feast. A simple dinner with family, an elaborate buffet fit for a crowd, definitely not wax apples, anything I never turn down eats, bonus points for jelly beans, the meal I made with lots of love, or an ever so jolly spread of Yuletide favorites. Um, I'll go with the anything I never turn down food. Hell yeah. Favorite Christmas carol? I heard the bells on Christmas Day, deck the halls, up on the housetop, the 12 days of Christmas, holly and the ivy, or jolly old St. Nicholas. Deck the halls. Deck the halls with love, holly, la 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 la. Okay. Favorite holiday decoration? A simple tree. A room festooned with rubber chickens, of course. <laughs> Bells, even if they march relentlessly. Nothing to do with fire, dot dot dot, that's your dad. Yes, for real. <laughs> Paper rings made by my children, or wreaths, candles, ribbons, ornaments, I love it all. I'm gonna go with bells. I do love a Christmas jingle bell. Me too, they're so nice. Sound. They feel good hearing them on the ears. Mm -hmm. What do you hope to find under the tree this year? 
I don't need much, just time with those closest to me. Concert tickets for my favorite band, a certificate for circus classes, a membership to a pastry of the month club, a vacation with family to an all-inclusive resort, or a donation made in my name to a wonderful charity. I think an all-inclusive trip to the whole family would be sick. That's a great choice, yeah. That'd be fun. I'm family, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's right. In general, what's your favorite thing about the holiday season? Spending time with family, parties, all the fun, all the food, seeing the delight in your child's eyes, or everything. Honestly, all the fun. Yeah, it is so much fun. You're gonzo, (gasps) as Charles Dickens. You're very observant and a more than a... And wait... You're very observant and more than a little quirky. We like that. Mm-hmm. And you're the one who always seems to know what's going on with your group of friends. That curious spirit can sometimes get you into a bit of trouble, but you're suck the adventure it. sort. So you look forward to the experience. What did you say? I said they can suck it. Suck it, baby. Wow, Gonzo and Christmas present. I mean, I think you're Charles Dickens. Your characters. Listen, you know? I, I think uh, we're main characters. What can we say? Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Sorry about <laughs> it. No, but I'm really glad that I watched it this year. Thanks again to Abby for trying to get me to watch it for the last 20,000 yes. years. Sorry, it took so long, but now it's, I think it's going to be a tradition with it you, is. too. It is going to be part of the rotation, um, and yeah, we was just... Was she so excited that you loved it? She was very excited. Oh, she oh. was like, she was just like, see, and this is why when I like And I was like, honestly, it was just, a, it was a joke. It was a joke, but I'm glad that now we watch it, and I've grown, and <laughs> I'm mature now. I'm okay. grown? I'm grown. So but no. I'm really glad that I watched it. I loved it. And I have heard a lot that it is like the closest to the book adaptation. Yeah, it really is. It's kind of remarkable. So I'm I'm really glad. And also it's my wife's, like one of my wife's favorite stories. Mm -hmm. So I'm just glad that I experienced it in this way and that we were able to talk to y'all about it. Well, so. Yes. And we hope you have a wonderful rest of the year and that you ring in the New Year's, uh, you know, snazzy, bright, safe, happy, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. We're looking forward to seeing you. Many more episodes and fun times to come. Mm -hmm. But we love you so much as always. We've had so much fun with you this year and we look forward to 2024 BBWs, baby. We love you. We love you. Bye. See ya. Thank you to our amazing editor, Anthony, Grady for our amazing theme song, and Whitney for our beautiful cover art. If you have questions for us or would like to advertise with us, please email us at blockbusterwives at gmail.com. And as always, please rate, subscribe, and tell all your friends about us. We love you. If you please, Mr. Scrooge, it's gotten colder. And the bookkeeping staff would like to have an extra shovel full of coal for the fire. We can't do the bookkeeping. Yeah, all of our pens have turned to inksicles. Our assets are frozen.